You ever fall asleep on your couch? It's the worst. I got to be honest. Last two nights, woke up on my couch. No plans to do this, by the way. No desire. Nobody nobody ever thinks to themselves, you know what, tonight, let's just do, let's sleep on the couch. Sleeping on the couch, the connotation is you're in trouble. And by the way, when you wake up on the couch, you just think right away, I'm in trouble. I, whatever that was, hour, two, three, it's all bad sleep. It's almost like those hours don't count. I can't get to my bed fast enough. There's only one problem. We got to stop and brush our teeth. So now I'm waking up. I'm brushing my teeth. I've got my flashlight on. I'm plugging in my phone. I'm making sure my alarm is set. When the alarm goes off, first thought, why'd you sleep on the couch last night? I mean, all of this, it's like, how do you start your day off wrong? Well, I'll give you a key. Sleep on the couch the night before. All of it is wasted time. All of it is wasted sleep. And so you're waking up and you're going, ah, what was that whole one in a million talk? You just, you're groggy. You're kind of like, my neck is, ah, God, my neck hurts. Where's my, I'm looking for my Theragun. It's six in the morning. I'm looking for a Theragun. You ever try to look for a Theragun at six in the morning? You can find your toothbrush faster than that. So here I am. I'm trying to record a pod today and I'm, my neck is all out of whack. My Pets' heads are falling off. This is just that John Denver. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of, I want you to say it, you say it, Leadership Leaning, I heard you. Uh, we're leaning into the subject of leadership together. We're just a nation. That's all we are. We're just a nation trying to get better. Uh, a bunch of leaders trying to improve, trying to get, trying to you know fulfill our promise of progress. Thank you to every person, all of the leaders out there that share the pod. How does the how does a pod grow? How did Joe Rogan grow? The Rogan Nation spread it like wildfire. Thank you to everybody that's getting the leadership leaning out. We are jumping in today. Uh, this is a it's a historic pod today. I got to be honest. We have never had, maybe outside of Julia, we've never had a guest on for a record third time. This is a third guest appearance, third time on Leadership Lean In. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, never had it before. We are going all the way back up to the Bel Air Presbyterian Church, and we had a riveting conversation with, I love when people use this line, my good friend. When people call me their good friend, sometimes I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that we're good friends. I knew we were friends, but now you've qualified it. That's good friendship. We're going to be jumping in with my good, I can't call this guy a good friend. Uh, Rich Wilkerson Jr., the one and only straight out of Dade County, Miami's finest, the ruler of South Beach. Forget Groot Hospitality, even though I love Dave Grutman. I love him because uh, Richard loves him. Uh, who runs Miami? This guy. Unbelievable church. Unbelievable leader. Smartest guy in the room. Just, he's a Wilkerson. For us in Christianity, that's like being a Kennedy. We got a Kennedy on the podcast today. Let's jump into our convo with Pastor Rich Wilkerson Jr. I just want to say it's now you're here. Thank you. This is fun. Thank you. This is, I, I feel like I, you keep doing these things so much, but like not much with me. 
remember remember we were on a boat recently or sorry in the last six months and we we're like we need to record these kind of conversations yes. and it was like now we're doing it with turmeric and stuff <laughs> with, the, with the old turmeric over here at the pastor's gathering we're so old how that many episodes have you done one eleven or one twelve. Wow, so that's you great. Just, you just do this every week, once a week. But like you know, it took me like four years to commit to doing it once a week. That's why we're only at one eleven. Is that for like three four years? I was like, I had a podcast. I'd record like once so every six to eight weeks. When, when do you do it? Sir. Tuesdays. We would do it Tuesdays. Today's Tuesday. T- yeah. Wow. So you guys are already in the flow. Of that Tuesdays or Wednesdays. If I'm not feeling well, I'll do a Wednesday. And then usually it comes out. Well, by the way, not feeling well is, as you know, is like, I'm so tired from Sunday that I don't have any virtue oh really like to like oh record gosh. something. I don't have that kind of energy to have be on. Have you ever on. done like an episode on the pain of Monday as a pastor? I, I had to do one on a Monday like two weeks ago yeah. and I recorded probably the worst. It was like the most low energy moment of my life. But I'm saying, have you ever done like a conversation around like the pain of Monday or just like the no, I only made some comments, but that's a great subject. You probably should. That'd be that'd be really really interesting. Mondays, most Mondays, or just you know, usually what's funny is that Tuesday usually hits me harder. A hundred percent. We do like meeting Monday back in Miami, and the idea is is that we're already all tired. Yeah, let's not just waste our day right. doing nothing. Let's yes. go in and we all feel the pain of yesterday, but let's go in and meet and get through the logistics of whatever's taking place. But man, these days I feel like Tuesday, which is my study day. It'll almost like carry over a little bit. thousand percent. And it's like, man, I'm in like physical pain. Physically, I don't really start feeling good until about Wednesday or Thursday, physically. I think what's a really fun conversation is like the way our body, like I, I, I talked with a counselor most Tuesdays around two o'clock. In fact, today it's Tuesday and I just got a text as we were sitting in session. I'm like, bro, I totally forgot. But um, he's always like, how you feeling, man? I'm like, <laughs> I, you know, I feel, I feel pretty good. And his next question always is, is why do you feel good? And so we have to kind of go down that whole rabbit hole, you know, around our feelings. But what's interesting is that ask me any day of the week how I'm feeling. And almost like clockwork, each day has its own totally. type of feeling. Which totally. Is sort of interesting just to kind of develop some self-awareness around emotions, which are which are valid, but they're not definers. They're just indicators of what's obviously going on. But uh, I just find that really interesting in the life of a pastor that there's certain days that right. you probably shouldn't do certain things yeah. based upon the proclivity towards a certain emotion or feeling. Totally. I call Mondays overreaction Monday, which is a sports term that I got from football, being a football fan. Every game is played on Sunday. On Mondays, they're ready to fire the coach. It's overreaction. Yep, very That guy's never running the ball again. That guy's not our kicker anymore. It's an overreaction. So we see that in sports. Of course, it's going to be in our life as well. I'm going to overreact to something. I'm going to be, I think half of leading is being of a sober mind. Yeah which I need so many people, you help me so much, I need so many people to help me get to sobriety. There's a physical reality, but there's such an emotional reality. Like of just getting to a place where it's like, I can see it clearly, which is hilarious if you think about it. I can see it clearly, but my clear way of seeing things, every way of a man is right in his own eyes. So even when I see it, it's wrong. Very good. I need to be sober enough to let you tell me what I'm Mm. wrong Very, very good. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think that, with what we do, we put so much of ourselves into it. Yeah. And obviously we know lessons like this can't be your identity, but sometimes, man, that's a blurred line where it's like, right. Yeah. I know my message and my preaching is not my identity, but I kind of just went up there, preached my guts out, cried, wept, shouted. That felt a lot like me. And yeah. so, um, how did that all, what do I feel like a day later or two days later is just a, a really kind of rare space that, 
isn't worse, harder than other people's jobs. It's just a unique, it's unique. kind of thing right. that happens for the pastor or for the preacher. That's right. Which, by the way, I think even like kind of this gathering that we're at here, there's probably a lot of space to weigh into things of that. Of that totally. Notion. Just where you, all of a sudden you kind of bring it to the surface and talking about it collectively. It's always powerful to kind of discover. Here. Yeah, I think that, it, and we probably will spend a lot of time talking about it. It's like, I just feel like even with this event, you know, it's like, it's going to evolve into something. It's not quite all the way fleshed out yet what do you like about it i like that there's good attitude and spirit to it there's Absolutely. a good there's a good like all right where are you gonna take us yep we're, we're in yep. like we trust enough like you you know we'll, we'll fly in or we'll come yep. i know i'm gonna get inspired or fed what do you not like about it it's not pragmatic yet they're like the workshops i'm saying that as the workshops are going on we're recording this during the workshops but i mean like i just think like our whole life has been uh, inspire us with like a talk that's like r- really good, hopefully. But then like I've seen that or I've seen you do that. I actually want to know like, that's why I think this platform is really important. That's what you're saying. Uh, the conversational like, what is Monday? What do you do? Tuesday or your, your, your family or your finances or your... What do you feel like today when you're crafting a message, right? And I think this is a fun conversation too. It's like, all right, I still have to be inspiring. Yeah. I still have to, you know, be dynamic be engaging but like what were some things that you just want to say to them yeah that you couldn't figure out how to put it into the talk because it's yeah. not pretty yeah it doesn't flow does that make sense like, yeah is there something pragmatic to you like i just i want to tell you how to manage a monday yeah but you're like, i don't know how to make that into a sub point or a point or where to yeah it up. i want to tell you how to manage the finances better like oh the overarching theme is like i just feel like i have watched so many people say no to the burden of ministry because it's a burden yep and it's it's like it's a lot it's a bear it's a bear on some people's shoulders just the weight of it the demand i got a kid now or three kids or fill in the blank for whatever the burden looks like for each person Mm. and i've seen so many people just step out of the story and i've always just kind of you know i think chris even put better language to it like it's a mind shift what i was trying to say what i want to say in the simplest form is this is the greatest blood. You're not going to step out and be more fulfilled. That's what I found. Very good. You're not going to quit and go like, I'm so glad I quit. It, that The repercussions of that decision, I don't think people can always see. Yeah. Fast forward and see all the consequences there. So to me, it's just like, the only reason why I'm still here and same with you is like, dude, we've got tons of problems. We have tons of issues. We have tons of things we're trying to solve. But I've got the perspective to go, I'm blessed to try and solve them. Absolutely. So life is an attitude. I can control two things, my attitude and my input. It's very good. That's all I can control. I think speaking like from a pragmatic standpoint, which is, you know, being practical and helping to try to create results. It's funny because, I mean, those things kind of shift based upon your perspective, your experience, where you're at, your your age, you know, what you're seeing. Right. I think one of the things I'm always like, kind of like with pastors, and I'm still a young pastor, but like, I think there's definitely burnout taking place and there's definitely guys, we, we don't model rest well, we don't right. teach rest well. All those things are absolutely true. But even from the Old Testament standpoint of the principle of Sabbath, it's work six days yeah. and rest one day. Right. And they actually have to get into that rhythm. And I think, you know, practically speaking for a lot of pastors, is that they don't understand, like, there's a lot mm. of work. I don't think you should worship the work, but it's 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 work. And I Man. think people are surprised, kind of into your point, when something feels like work. Yeah. Or when something feels hard. Right. I've sort of been saying this little phrase. I like little things that just kind of got a punch to it. Hard isn't bad. Yep. 
So we're living in a time right now if something feels hard. It's got to be bad. It's got to be bad. Yep. And that's a scary place to be at. Yes. Because some people are burning out n- not because they lack rest. Mm. Um, sometimes they're burning out because they're lazy. Yep. Which is rest without work yep. is lazy. Yeah. And sometimes if all you're doing is comparing, competing, mm. looking over your shoulder, looking at all the other people that you think are doing it better than you, right? that feel, that, that, that's busy isn't working. That's right. There it is. Yeah. Busy isn't working. So just because mm. you're busy doesn't mean you're actually working. Right. So it's almost like, do we understand what work looks like? Do we understand yep. what work feels like? Do we understand that work brings fulfillment? Do we understand wow. a good theology of work? That yeah. There was work before the fall. Yeah. There's going to be work in eternity. Wow. So we're not trying to do something to get out of work. Right. We're trying to realize that work can be hard. Work can feel mm. like weight, but just because there's a burden doesn't mean that there's not a blessing in it. In fact, right. all the hardest things that you accomplish and do in life bring about the best blessings and the joy. That's right. So it's learning somehow to love the work. Yeah. It's learning to get your language around about what you're saying. You, you did such a good job today just teaching on that. I think for any leader, it's like, I have to do this. It's just wrong language. Yep. I want to do this. I get to do this. Yep. It sounds like so cliche and so yep. simple, but the vernacular is so important because it's shifting the attitude and the heart of mm. why you're doing what you're doing. Mm. And in everything, everything that we do, there is seed time and harvest. And so what I'm doing today is seeds for the future. But seed in the ground mm. is not buried. It is planted. Yep. Dirt comes over it. Dirt is heavy. <laughs> right. Dirt probably feels like a burden to that seed. But I'm suffocated here. You got it. But you got to let the dirt do the work. That's it. So if the seed has potential, the dirt has purpose. That's exactly right. And so let the dirt do the work. And so I think sometimes when I come to this stuff, it's like I'm trying to figure out how to say all of that. Yeah, it's a lot to but say. But also exegete the passage yeah. to speak to the broader audience of the 500 plus pastors slash yeah. leaders that are all coming from different doctrinal backgrounds. Yeah. How can I be practical and just kind of say that yeah. and also try to wrap it and be inspiring? And so I think that's kind of a fun conversation around like no, I love messages it. and how do you land on what you're supposed to say and how do you bring it? Because um, at the end of the day, it's like it's like being a parent, like to a degree. You're in this tension between encouragement, I want to encourage my guys. Yeah. You know, I want them to feel believed in and championed yep. and loved and embraced, affirmed. And I want them to have the correction that's appropriate. Beautiful. I always feel that here yeah. in these spaces with other leaders. It's like, hey, we want to just let you know we're with you and we're for you and we're teammates. This is, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. But also, like, we got to make some changes. Yep. Like we can't just keep going the way that it's going. Oh. We're gonna get we're getting diminishing returns yep. on this investment. So if we're getting diminishing returns, we're probably doing it wrong. Mm. I think I think I've been so inspired by PC and just spending the last you know few hours with him. Something he does so well that even as you acknowledge your Tuesday appointment, this guy is so good at bringing another voice into the equation. Mm. So he'll he'll go. I'm I'm an expert in my own opinion, but. I need someone to say, you're seeing your marriage not probably the way that it should be yeah. seen. You need someone else to tell you whether it's good or bad. You need someone else to tell you, your organization. Yep. You created all these systems because you believed in them. But someone else can come in and go, that's not sustainable yeah. or there's a better way. I just think these kind of environments, listening, why do I listen to podcasts? It's like, I can, I can sense I'm not doing it right all the way. Mm. It's a better way to handle my money. Mm. It's a better way to parent. I need somebody, I got to invite a voice. I feel like so many people are insecure. Sure. And so they're like, I don't want anybody 
to get too close to actually see yeah, yeah. what's what's going on. Well, it takes a great deal of humility, and yeah. humility is always hard, right? To uh, let somebody else weigh in, to be wrong. Yeah. I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to be wrong. I hate that feeling of being wrong. And so I think sometimes we can even shy away from something. Yeah. Like we're at just because I don't want to be wrong. Yeah. I don't want to. It's funny how sometimes we think something's encouraging, but it's actually becomes discouraging to someone. Like that's an interesting just dynamic. of Yeah. Let me come out here and see what Zoe's doing. And I, then I leave completely <sighs> depleted and discouraged. Wow. This, wow. So happy for them. So <laughs> all of that, it's like, how do we, how do we work through those things? Yeah. How do we, how do we build through those things? I think that we want to going back to this gathering. I think that you want to instill values into people. That's right. And, um, I think when you get values, I think like a value for you is like, you're a learner. Yeah. I'm trying so to learn. If I'm a learner, it means I don't know everything. It's so well, if easy. I don't know everything, then it takes me no place of not being prideful, but actually being humble. Yeah. I don't know everything. So yeah. if I can get that value of, of wanting to grow, but I, at the very same time, it's like, I think one of the worst things happening in the church today is pragmatism, which mm. is like, if you right. get results, then you're doing it right. And uh, what are the results? The results yeah. are crowds, numbers. Sure. And um, I think that's quite quite a frightening, uh, I think that things should grow or yeah. I, we should desire things to grow. Right. Let me, let me qualify that. I, w- I want things to grow. Of course. But maybe we, maybe we only have one set of metrics. The metrics like is maybe, the issue. Maybe all of my attendance is, is going down, but maybe I'm actually, for the first time in my life, actually growing in character. Mm. Um, maybe for the first time ever, like, uh, yeah, people are not streaming my stuff. That's decreasing, but man, my integrity is mm. is, is, is increasing. And so, yeah, I want to grow. I want to make sure I'm saying that the right way. But I think if we're not careful, just to encourage you with what you guys are doing today, I thought what you guys brought was so helpful. But I like nuts and bolts. Maybe nuts and bolts to me maybe feel better here. And so maybe yeah. that, you know what I'm saying? Just because I, I, I guess my concern at 39 years of age, what I've been a part of even, is just like, yeah. is pragmatism in the church. Oh, bro. But look how many people got saved. Yeah, then it's got to be. But the means to get there, I don't know. How many people yeah. were turned off or was that even the right way to do it? Or what's that doing to you? And yeah. Those are, those are tougher conversations. But I think I asking know. the question, and especially like one of my favorite lines from, from Furtick is, a mentor always walks through the door when a student is ready to learn. Mm. So you're always going to have the right voices yeah. in your life if you if you posture yourself as a learner. Like, I'm just like, tell me what I don't know. I will do anything to live right Very and lead good. right. I just, I got to be honest here. I don't know what I'm doing, yeah, yeah. but I want to. So the desire, it starts with the desire, yeah. right? Everything starts with desire, but then like to get practical, I would shout out to VuCon happening in June, <laughs> coming up in just That's about cool. five, six weeks. You got to get there. Cool. I feel like the breakouts and the, the practical yeah. sessions are unbelievable. Okay, quick break from Leadership Lean In for our sponsors. We've got HelloFresh as a sponsor today. We love HelloFresh here at Leadership Lean In. Pastor Chad and the kids use it. Nate uses it. I use it. We love HelloFresh. It's pre-portioned ingredients that helps you save on your groceries. It's so convenient, so easy. I love it because I'm a vegetarian and there's so many options for me to uh, just pick a meal, pick some meals, and have them shipped right to me. So, but we've got a special deal for you. Um, you can go to HelloFresh.com slash Lean16 and use code Lean16 for 16 free meals 
plus free shipping. That's a lot of free meals. So I think you should definitely do it. And it's go to hellofresh.com slash lean16 and use code lean16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. I think you should do it. It's America's number one meal kit. Back to leadership, lean in. I want to talk about three things real fast. Number one, when I talk to you about the the desire or the need for a leader to get refreshed. Like what comes to mind for you? Like how do you get refreshed? What fills your cup where you're like, man, I was Monday, Tuesday. But like there's some things in my annual calendar or weekly calendar sure. that's like, dude, that's the stuff that fills me back up. Yeah. Well, I think you just nailed it. I think there's things that you probably should be doing annually, mm. weekly, daily. Yeah. I think there's a rhythm to rest as we've been talking about even with Pastor Chris in his sessions with Sabbath and things of that nature. But I do think you have to kind of, I think all of that journey for the leader is the journey of self-awareness and just continuing to grow and being honest with yourself and knowing um, that you're being true to what fills you up. Because what fills me up might not fill you up. Right. And um, what fills you up might not fill me up. And so, Mm. yeah, I I think for me, it's always been about practices and habits. Mm. The gym you know what I mean? Throughout Huge. the week, four or five days. It's just a very, very simple thing. My body is, uh, I'm learning more and more about our soul and the mm. the layers to the soul. And it's Dallas Willard who then had, you know, the apprentice John Ortberg, who then had the apprentice John Mark Comer. And they mm. kind of teach on the soul being this multifaceted, layered type of thing, which begins at the core, which is your heart. Above else, guard your heart. Mm. For it's the wellspring of life. And from mm. your heart, that's where you get things like your will, mm. your spirit. Well, what's spirit? Um, all the non-physical parts of who you are. Mm. That's why it's kind of funny being in LA or yeah. places like Miami. It's like, oh, I'm spiritual. <laughs> right. well, not everything that's spiritual is good, by the way. Right. So we have to, what, what do we mean by spirit? So like, what am I feeding my spirits? It, it's out of my heart. My, my, my desires from my heart, you go to your mind, mm. which becomes your emotions and yep. your thoughts and your feelings. Mm. So a lot of people, it's like, you know, if you don't like the way you're feeling, mm. check the way you're thinking mm. because the two always go hand in hand. There's no Absolutely. feeling without a thought. There's no thought without a feeling. And mm. that's why you and I can watch a scary movie and nothing scary happened in our life. But bro, I can feel frightened because my feelings attached to my thought pattern. Mm. But then that third layer is your body, which becomes your, your, your habits and your appetites. And what a lot of people don't understand in life is that they've got soul issues, but a big reason why they might have soul issues is that what they're doing with this body. And so habits, practices will eat willpower for breakfast. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like willpower is really great at like, who should I marry? What college I should go to? But it's not good if it's going to come down to, should I read my Bible today? Should I worship today? Should I eat the DiGiorno pizza or not? I actually have to create practices and habits. And so we talk about being refreshed for me. A lot of it comes down to the disciplining of my body Mm. and reminding my body, body, you're not in charge, you know? And then that last layer being our relationships. So Willard even kind of talks about like who I'm with, my family of origin, my family Mm. of choice. These things are impacting the shape of my soul. So when Jesus says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world but forfeit his soul? Mm. He's not just solely talking about heaven and hell. Mm. He's talking about the loss of soul here on this earth, the realest part of who you are, this multifaceted, multi-layered part of you, which is heart, mind, body, mm. relationships. Mm. And so all of those things are shaping me into something. And so when it comes to my rest, I have to kind of treat all of those things. Mm. And I do so, I think, 
through the word of God, through time with great people. I like art. I like things that inspire me. So that could be good films. That could be great restaurants. That could be great places. Um, every summer we kind of take a big long break and extend a break, t- t- turn the phone off. Yeah. I think comparison, these things are ripping my soul apart. It's disintegrating who I am. So right. my habits have kind of been the same forever, which is reading. Yep. I think we've talked about it a bunch on the show before, but working out and but I, but I but I feel like weeks. I feel like um, I've watched you evolve into different seasons of rest. I've seen you uh, probably work hard for stretches and go crazy, record a TV series and launch a book, a conference. But I think that you're when you started adding that summer break, yeah, yeah, you started really committing to Sabbath. Like the older that you get, the more you're like, oh, rest is real. Totally. Because like I actually like I, I was on empty. Yep. You know, I, I wasn't I wasn't th- there's there's nothing scarier than being in a place where you have to lead and you know you're not yourself. Yep. I know me. You know yourself. I love your thought on self awareness because when you know you, you're like, Oh, this is not me. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm I know I'm nicer than this. I know I'm I know I'm happier than this. Mm. I know I'm not as irritated. you know, so it's like I think those are warning signs for you to go like, mm. oh, hey, it's bigger than a day off. Mm. It is a flow. It is a, you know, like that seventh day of not working is a trust issue. Yes. It's a total like, I think it's like it's like the same thought as tithing, right? Same I'm going to tithe. Same thought. And I'm going to get more out of that, my 90%. I'm going to get more out of my yep. six days. But it, I think it takes some bumps and some bruises and some crashes and some turns that you're like, I could have done that way better. Well, to learn that, from it. There's that great like quote from that theologian. I, mean, I can't remember his name, but it's like Sabbath comes for all of us, you know? Ooh. It's like, you know, if you, don't, if you don't take a break, something's going to break you. you something's going to break you. will be your Sabbath. That's it. The divorce will be your Sabbath. That's you know? it. The heart disease Isn't that, I think that's a great thing for every leader. It's like, there is no superhero cape. Yeah. There is the, like just the humanity of it all. Yeah. Like sure, there's ta- talent is different. We've talked about talent. Some people have crazy talent. Yeah, yeah. But the humanities doesn't change. Yep. So gifting is different. Not everybody has the same gift, but everyone has the same human need. Well, I used to always think too, like, that you could just go hard, rest, and then you'd, you'd be back to normal. And it doesn't work that way. It's like, no. actually like I heard someone one time teaching that, like, you're only given so much of a battery life and you can use it all up in your 20s. That's such a good thought or, right there. you know what I mean? That's you it can, right there. You can spread it out. And I just, I'm, I just, I'm learning that you more You spread it more. out. I ran so hard in my twenties <sighs> um, that. I mean, just take three. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Top three, right? Just top three, top forth. three. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Three is a better name. Right? <laughs> so just like, those TBN years, man. Top three, by the way, was Father, Son, Holy Spirit. But, um, you know, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I just I, I think I, I think about that more and more. Like, yeah, it just feels like you kind of get recharged, but you don't have enough. Yeah. for the for the whole long run. I, I I feel like the older that I get, the yeah, I still I still kind of look down at people that's like you need a lot of rest. Yeah. Oh, buddy, don't kinda you get weak. shy on me, bro? That was funny today. That was really funny. You little shy guy. He was a little lion in there. He's got to come out. Bro, that was. I, my favorite part about that whole bit, though, is everyone else misses, is you're like, who are we talking to? <laughs> yeah, like, dude, it's such like, a real thought. Yeah, but it's also the most, like, um, stereotypical masculine thing someone could ever say. Like, you just can't be in touch with, you know, like, like uh, I'm not going to do this. Like, uh, be very specific. Who am I yeah. speaking to here? Okay, like, just, 
uh, I don't do poetry. I'm a man. Yeah, that's like the most. Yeah, you know, like, there's. We actually have books in the Bible dedicated to poetry. Totally. <laughs> made me laugh the way you did it. But um, I, I guess I'm on this like long rant about the idea of just rest. Yeah, being on. It's a soul thing. Like it's, it's at a soul level, mm. and I feel like that's some stuff that we could talk more and more about about the soul of a leader. Yeah, the soul of a church in the soul of an organization mm. because uh, that's the thing you're trying to figure out how to recharge and that's what you're going to need some awareness on. Like, yeah. that, there's this idea that like sometimes it's only through nature and only looking at something beautiful that as you get inspired by looking at beauty that it fuels your soul. So like I've learned about me, I didn't know this until like the last couple of years, like getting out in nature for oh. me. Like, so I do a wilderness week every yeah. year. Like that, the guy you knew five years ago, it's like, what, what, what's, yeah. I only hang out in cities, but like going to the mountain or just going to the beach or taking a walk outside. It's amazing how it's, how it refuels me and, yeah. you know, re-energizes me. I think at the end of the day, you know, our whole pursuit is just to become the healthiest version yes. of ourselves. That's the desire, right? It. It's like, I have a shot at tapping into my full potential yeah. if I'm healthy. And there's things that you can, it, it takes a cocktail of bad decisions to get you unhealthy, not one. Very good. It takes a cocktail of the right decisions to get you healthy. It's never one category. Very good. It's, it's physical, spiritual, emotional, material. It's every area of your life. You're the sum total of your decisions. Very good. So I just think I love that idea about getting rest. I want to end with this and talking about just this isolated island, the lie. It's lonely at the top. Leadership is lonely. I was like, you're as lonely as you want to be. Mm. You know, you're accountable as you want to be. You're as lonely as you mm. want to be. Something we've committed to each other is friendship, relationship, I'm going to go show up at your thing. You're going to come here to LA, vice versa. Yeah. We're going to go meet up in the mountains together. We're committed to our relationship. Talk to me about the way you see relationships yeah. and, 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 and combating that little lie that says isolate. Yeah. I think that that's uh, one of those really interesting questions that you have to get a revelation that you certainly need people to last and people uh, are more often than not the way that God answers your prayer. More often than not, the way that God's going to answer your prayer is going to be in through the form of a relationship, mm. you know? Um, it's like, it, it's not good for man to be alone. And so how, not does, good. how does God solve that? God doesn't come down and just wrap his arms around Adam. Yeah. He creates a woman. He creates a partner. creates yep. a friendship. He creates a relationship. At the very same breath, leadership is going to be lonely at times. That's right. And you can't escape that. When you have a call, mm. when you have a specific purpose, you can't expect everyone to understand that which God's burdened you for. Mm. And uh, we didn't all go to the cross with Jesus. He had to go it alone. And there will be some crosses and some crucibles mm. that you will go alone, that it will look like you're in the garden and everyone around you is asleep. Um and so you have to prepare yourself for that. But one of the best ways that you prepare yourself for that is walking in healthy, vulnerable relationship. Mm. The lie is, the lie is, is that nobody understands me. Nobody gets what I'm right. going through ever. And I get angry and I resent the fact that I feel alone. And so then I stay isolated. Right. So isolation and solitude are two different things. Ooh. Isolation is this place where I have cut myself off and I'm believing the lie that no one understands me, including God himself. And isolation intensifies the pain. Mm. Solitude 
is the active withdrawing from the crowd, from the group, mm. from the people to get alone with God so something on the soul level can be yes. forged through it. But there's no doubt that whatever God's called you to, there will be moments that you have to walk through lonely seasons. That's it. And um, I used to preach a message called Incubation Through Isolation. Mm. That it's in those lonely moments that God has done something inside of me. It was when I was 17 years of age, called to the ministry and came back to all my partying friends who were out every Friday night and yeah. Saturday night getting high and sleeping around with girls. And uh, I just said, I, I can't be around this anymore if I'm going to live out this calling. And so right. at 17 years of age, I found myself with no friends around me. That was lonely. But little did I know that God was using that season to put a burden in my heart for another wow. generation. And you'll see that pattern happen over and over right. and over and over again. And I think the thing that burdens you for a whole generation of leaders is going, um, there's some seasons that are inevitable that you, you're going to have to walk through it by yourself, mm. but it's silly for you to choose and walk through. Jesus wanted all those guys in the garden with Man, him. Man, come on, they please, fell please they be with me. They failed him. Yeah, come. Yeah. Bro. So he, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he needed them in his hour, but they, they failed, but he still had to persevere. And so will we. But be like Jesus. Invite people invite into Invite people in. Invite people into the story because relationships well, they make the mountaintops a lot better and they make the valleys not so bad. That's exactly right. I've been saying a bunch, you know, Jeffrey Rockman's a good good friend of yours. You you've been going there forever to to Jakarta Praise, J P C C and uh we Julie and I were just with him in November or December and he said I was just blown away as he's kind of one of those kings yeah. that you go spend time in space you, guy, you feel like the queen of Sheba every time you go. He's just such a remarkable leader. And he said, um, I'm committed to three things. Stewardship, relationship, and leadership. Very good. He goes, I'm a good steward of everything God's given me. I'm committed to all the relationships that God has given me. Yeah. And I'm and I work on my leadership. He's doing that. And I, I when the relationship one jumped at me, the commitment yes. to a relationship. Because oh. it's just a commitment. It's like marriage. I don't feel like yes. being committed yes. to pick up the laundry and do the dishes and what, yep. you know, the, what the need to serve somebody. Yep. I think the, most people get relationships wrong because it's so self-serving. Yep. What's in it for me? I think if you could just turn that Very around good. and say, how do, I, how do I help? How do I encourage? Well, and then practically, where does that start? Uh, go to somebody else's event. Show up yeah. as a celebrator. Don't just wait for the invitation. That's it. Go and... You know, we teach a lot about that idea about being a host versus a guest. In That's every it. situation you walk into, you're the host. And I think, yeah, most most leaders are frustrated because they, they're not invited. Totally. And I think probably our life is the same. I'm never invited. I'm, I'm, I'm always hosting. Yep. And I'm happy to do it. It's yep. not a burden. Yep. It's a blessing. There we go. To host. There we go. And so it's just, a, you choose your own adventure. Yep. When it comes to relationships, I think the first and the most important thing. Choose your own adventure. Choose your own so adventure. Good. It just is. You sell cars or, or, or pastor? <laughs> choose your own adventure. Choose your own adventure. But I, but, I, but I think that, you know, especially when it comes to the, to the area of relationship, yeah. people, I think um, the older I get, the more I'm like, I don't have any enemies. Not one. I don't have enemies. I refuse to have enemies. I love everyone. I was kind of making fun of that whole thought. Demas left me. Alexander the coppersmith. Well, I can acknowledge and say that that happened, yeah. but nobody's my enemy. I'm committed to all my relationships. The varying degrees and levels of that commitment and how it plays out and manifests is change. But nevertheless, relationship. 
Very good. Choose relationship over being right. Choose relationship. Choose relationship over anything. So at the, end, at the end of the day, it's like I heard someone say recently, when you're born, you look like your parents, but when you die, you look like your decisions. And it's like at the end of the day, I want I want to look like the decisions of Heat. sweetness, kindness, forgiveness. Amen. Dude, that bit that he did about Young Cho. Oh my gosh. Because I hate so many. I forgive so much. So many people because I hate so many people. Dude, that big got me. I was scared the whole time, but it, was, it, it yeah, he yeah, delivered. I um, but I, I think that that really is as far as leadership. What's hard for people in leadership? Money? Nope. Systems? Not. Nope. Uh, going to the gym? Mm-mm. Day off? <laughs> Absolutely not. What's the hard part? Oh, yeah. People. Relationships. I think one of the, one of the pictures I got, it was through fatherhood, you know, um, it's funny, like going out to a five-year-old or a three-year-old's soccer game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I hope, but I doubt my kids are going to be prof- professional soccer players. Right. But I go out there and I lose my mind. I cheer. <sighs> I feel it with them. I'm out there. I'm celebrating. And um, something tells me as they get older, they're going to move out of my house. They're not going to probably be professional soccer players. But I don't think I'm ever going to look back and regret the intensity, the energy, the joy yeah. of the engagement, of being there for it. Yep. I think leadership, that's a great picture. That sure, a lot of people are going to grow up and leave your house. A lot of people are going to grow up and not become a professional, whatever, whatever, whatever. But that shouldn't stop you from leaning into the moment. So good. Coaching, cheering, yep. celebrating. Something tells me when mm. it's all said and done, you'll look back on some of those years and go, that was some of the best time I that was some of the best times I ever had in leadership and so I think we have to keep sowing keep doing that about. think about this. this is a great one with this that this this verse the memory of the righteous is blessed I keep thinking about this verse because I keep going I want all the memories I have with people to be blessed mm. you and Terrence making Miami South Beach videos mm. look like Miami it's blessed those mm-hmm. memory oh what those were the days and we did the invite night, and 2,000 young adults came on a Tuesday night. And blah, blah, the memory that we had, here, we're not going to be together forever. Yep. But, man, I look back on those memories. I go, wow, mm. did we have fun. We had pizza. We was laughing. Those were the days. Very good. I'm loving what I'm doing right now, but I also got to acknowledge those were great. Very good. Very so that, good. that sweater you wore. <laughs> Leadership Lean In, we love you. We'll see you soon. <laughs>